This is Deepa from DeepaBarrow.com, and you're listening to the Deep Beauty Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Deep Beauty Podcast. I have a great guest on for you guys today. This is Salma Danani. She is from therightbalance.ca. She's a blogger, a mom of two, a wife. And she runs a couple of different, uh, she runs the South Asian Bloggers Network with two other people as well as the online magazine South Asian Buzz. So she is a super, super, super busy lady. So Salma, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast today. Thank you for asking me. I'm really excited to have you on the podcast because I feel like I do have a lot of um, moms that follow me that kind of want to do a lot of things but have a problem trying to strike a balance with career with um, aspirations and with taking care of their family. So you like just seem to have figured out some sort of magical formula and I figured you could probably help everybody listening. Well, I wish I could say that there was a magical formula. I mean, there's not, but I mean, I do do my best. Um, I think what it ends up being is that each individual person has to find their own right balance. Um, I think it's different for every single person and every single mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the main thing is just to know that you can't do everything perfectly. It's just, it's not humanly possible. Oh, I think that is huge. Yeah, because I mean, I think, I, I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but especially in the South Asian community, we really try to make sure that everything is like, there's so much pressure to be perfect in every situation. And uh, I don't know about you, but me personally, I've had to really learn to take that pressure off of myself and to just try to do the best that you can in every situation. Yeah, I do think I, I see that pressure a lot. And I feel like with um, the how big social media is, mm-hmm. um, it makes it even more because you see all these moms, you know, they're doing everything perfectly, like their photos are perfect and their meals are perfect and everything's perfect. And you think, Oh my gosh, if these moms are doing it, you know, maybe I'm doing something wrong. But I think we have to remember that on social media, you just see all the good. Yeah, it's so true. So how do you manage sort of like, uh, the balance between your career and your kids? Like, do you have a certain amount of time that you set aside for certain tasks? Do you have like a system? How do you sort of, I just want to share some tips with people that are listening. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think what I try and do is I, I've, I've, broken things up in categories. Um, so there's my work that I need to do for my blog. There's the work that I need to do for South Asian bloggers network and the South Asian buzz. There's also my duties as being a mom. And then there's also being a mom that works at home. I also have duties in the house as well. Right. So, I mean, I'm on this quest to be like super organized and have everything down to a T, but I'm not because realistically, like, it's just, that's not possible, but I do like, so when the kids are at home, I try and be, you know, focused on them, you know, in the mornings, breakfast, get ready for school. And then after school, I also, you know, I, I try and put my work stuff away and focus on them and getting dinner and doing the things we need to, you know, like practice spelling and math and all that stuff. And then in between that time, while they're at school, you know, I, I kind of have a list of things that need to be done, right? So I have to write this blog post. I have to answer these emails. Um, I have to write something for South Asian buzz, um, you know, or I have a, a call with someone like I did with you today. Right. Um, so I have this list and then I try and fit whatever I can. Um, you know, I'll break it down by time 
fit in whatever I can during those hours that the kids are at school. And some days it's also, you know, like prep dinner or, um, you know, um, meet a friend at a coffee shop. So I'll just, I have those five days and I just try and make sure I have a list of everything that needs to be done and then try and fit it in to the time that I have. And so when do you, like, is there a set time when you sit down and you sort of, um, like create these lists? Well, for me, it's just come more of a running list. So, um, for me, if I don't write something down or if I don't put in my calendar, it's lost. Right. So, you know, I had, this is a funny story. I had a, you know, kids get invites to birthday parties and usually they're through evite, right? Right. So, um, as soon as they get a birthday party invitation, I put it in our Google calendar that's joined with me and my husband. So he, you know, he sees everything that's, that has to be done. I see everything on his and then there's, I was looking at a Google calendar, um, at a thing one day and I, and the calendar and I realized, oh my gosh, my kids, like my daughter missed a birthday party that I RSVP'd yes for because I'd actually forgotten to write it down in a Google calendar. And oh, I no. just saw an email that I came by and then I, you know, I called the mom and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. She's like, yeah, I wondered what happened to you, but she's like, I just never said anything. So, I mean, it's things slip through the cracks I mean, it happens. No one's perfect, of but, course. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I love that uh, that idea of the shared calendar. That is so. Oh smart. yes, that's so. That's like so. Like the 2018 modern Daisy Bride way of organizing your life. I love that. Oh my god, yeah. Without Google Calendar, like we would be lost, both of us. <laughs> that's too funny. And then, so what about like with your husband now? Like, you, I know we were talking before, and you were saying that he's a doctor. So how does he sort of? Um, help out or where does he fit in into um your balance with your career and your kids and your family life yeah i mean he's 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 busy like he he has his practice and he has some other side things that he does with that that's associated with the practice so he's pretty busy but you know we make time for family movie nights and um we put the kids to bed together you know, we, we all read together as a family. Like, so there's a routine for bedtime. So we have dinner mm-hmm. and then after dinner, usually, you know, the kids will shower. So, you know, we give them showers, they get changed, we give them a snack and then we all sit on my bed together. And right now we're reading Harry Potter. Oh, so we read so Harry cute. Potter together. Yeah. We read that together for about 20 minutes to half an hour. And then the kids brush their floss and brush their teeth. And then we split up and one person takes each kid. And then we put them to bed. And then the next night we like switch kids. So everyone, you know, has equal time with each parent. So yeah, so we do have like this nighttime routine or evening routine, you know, like that starts with dinner that works really well. I like that idea of routines. Um, My best friend, Snolly, she uh, established a routine very early on with the first kid. She has three now. Um, And I just remember looking at that and thinking it was amazing because, she knew when the kids were going to go down and she knew like, okay, at this time, like by 8, 8.30, like it would be her and her husband's time. And it was like clockwork every single day. And I just thought, I always thought that that was so genius. Yeah, that is nice, especially that they can do that. Like, cause I think that something gets lost when you're a parent is that quality time with your husband or your wife, you know, like being a parent and working and sometimes that part gets lost. But I mean, it's so important. It's so true. So I, I love I love the name of your blog, The Right Balance. So if anybody has not visited her blog, it's right as in writing something down, therightbalance.ca. But um, I love that, you know, you really, uh, you just sort of embody that, like everything that you talk about in your blog, you embody that in real life. 
Yeah, I mean, the blog is really just a piece of me. It's like if I have an idea or I'm excited about something or I've experienced something and I think like other people could gain from it or they'd learn from it or it's something they can put into use, um, I'll just share it. So literally it's, it's me on each of those pages. That's so good. Now, okay, when it comes to family um, and family obligations, how does that sort of like, how do you balance that out with, um, you know, just say you have some family party coming up and you guys are completely exhausted and you just, you don't want to go and you have like the kids and like the kids are like, you know, either sick or they're like, they've got a lot of things going on. How do you sort of find that way to, um, to manage that, to manage all the different uh, obligations that you have. Maybe lots of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so you tend to just sort of like do whatever you don't really say, no, I can't, I can't. No, 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 I, I, I do. Like, it's like, there's like, sometimes you just get run down, you know? And, yeah. and so you just, you have to say, no, you explain it. Um, you just explain it and be like, you know, I would love to come or, you know, maybe try and reschedule something. And, and a lot of times it's like, if it's your family or it's other friends who are also parents, they get it. Yeah. You know, like they understand. And, um, I mean, unless it's something, you know, really important, like someone's wedding or, you yeah. know, something that if it's something, you know, just like you, you scheduled a like a play date with like parents and kids. And I, you know, I think they would understand. And yes, definitely. Like if everyone's run down, if kids are sick, if you're just exhausted, you know, you have to listen. That's what I've been learning recently is you have to listen to your body. Cause yes. if you don't, I mean, in the long run, like there's no benefit to you, uh, to you at all. It's so true. And if, I mean, I find that like, you know, maybe this is a stereotypical view, view but um, I find that if the mom is off, then the rest of the family kind of feels the ramifications of that, you know, like the negative effects of that. But if the mom is sort of taking, making sure that she's taking care of herself, then the family, you know, can feel a little bit better, you know? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Because I mean, not to put down the roles of dads, but exactly, yeah. moms are like kind of that hub, the center of the family that makes it run the way that it does. It's so true. And if, yeah, and if you're not feeling it, everyone else feels that. Yeah, exactly. I like that you said that you have to take care of yourself. That's super, super important. And I think that, especially in our South Asian community, we can feel a little bit guilty for doing that. Um, but it is so incredibly important. Oh, yeah, the, the dreaded mom guilt. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, you know, honestly, like I, I, I have enough, like most of my family, like my cousins and stuff all have kids and stuff like that. So I see the mom guilt, but I think it's also women guilt or like woman guilt, you know? Mm -hmm. I think yeah, just totally. Women, we just sort of internalize and put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I've never, I don't hear dad guilt as <laughs> common as mom guilt. Exactly. You know, like they just, maybe they just roll with the punches and they do what they need to do, you know, and we just put so much pressure on ourselves um, a lot of the time that that's, that's what ends up happening. I think you're, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're onto something here. <laughs> and so then also too, now, um, when, uh, dealing with the in-law pressure, how, um, do you have any tips for women that are listening that have that added on top of everything else that they're going through and trying to balance out? So what do you, when you say in-law pressure, what, is there anything specific you mean? 
Well, I mean, like, you know, just the pressure, like either they could be living with the in-laws or if the in-laws are super close by and there's pressure to, you know, always see them and take care of them and, you know, just always, you know, be the, the doting daughter-in-law, but then also have a husband to take care of, kids to take care of, a career yeah. to take care of. Yeah, it is, it is a, it is a balancing act for sure in that as well. Um, I mean, I think with my in-laws, like we usually you know, we have just a routine with them as well. Um, usually Sundays in the afternoon or in the evening, we'll go over and have a meal with them, either lunch or dinner. That way they get to hang out with the kids and, and that sort of thing. And then my mother-in-law likes to see them more often. So sometimes she'll come over, um, during the week, Mm -hmm. um, once a week, maybe for dinner or in the afternoon after school, just to hang out with them and stuff. So, I mean, other than that, like, I think I'm pretty lucky. Like I don't have you know, a ton of pressure, but I know that it can be so challenging, especially like, you know, living with them. Cause I mean, even though they're your in-laws and they're your husband's parents, it's different. Like you have to be, I feel like you have to be a certain way. It's not like you can be with them how you are with your own parents. Yeah. And I, so I, I kind of feel like, you know, and maybe it is just our culture that is that way, but I feel like it, we have to sort of open up the lines of communication between, you know, a daughter-in-law and her in-laws because oftentimes like, you know, we're not really saying what we're thinking. We're just trying to be the perfect daughter-in-law or we're telling our husband, but I think that it's time to sort of break through that and let's open the communication up a little bit more. And I think that that would take a lot of the pressure off of the situation. Yeah, I agree. I feel like maybe it's not this generation, but maybe it's the next generation. Like I feel like I've, you know, um, as a mom right now and then in the future, I will be a mother-in-law. Right. And I hope that I can, um, kind of, you know, take the things that I've learned and make sure that my relationship with my daughter-in-law maybe doesn't have those, those limits or those, or those, um, you know, how you were saying like, what kind of the conversation isn't open. Like hopefully we can have those conversations that I would, I would love that. Cause I mean the strain there, like it's, it's unnecessary. It's so true. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I, and I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right that it will be the next generation because you know, those of us that have grown up in this country or like, well, in North America, you know, yes. away from the traditional, we have the traditional pressures, but we also grew up in a culture that, surrounded by people that didn't have that. So we saw the both sides. Yes, yes. So that makes it a little bit, you know, it makes it different for us when it comes to dealing with our in-laws. But I, I do agree with you that the next generation will, it will be a little bit easier. I do. I think it'll make a big difference just because I feel like we can relate to our kids more, like because we grew up here mm-hmm. and our kids grew up here. And so we, we know, like we know, like when we were young, there was probably so many things, even with our own parents, there's probably so many things we couldn't tell our parents or talk to our parents about because that just wasn't done. Yeah. But I mean, growing up here, like I, like one of the really important things for me with my kids is, um, our relationship, like talking to them about everything, listening to them. I have this thing where I've, I've never ever lied to my kids, not even a white lie. Really? Because I want to be, yeah, because I want to be able to tell them 
that I've never lied to them and I want them to never lie to me. Like I know sometimes white lies are, it's just an easy thing, you know, yeah. like it's just a simple thing. Like they want cookies and it's like, um, you could just say, Oh no, we don't have cookies even though they're in the pantry. Yeah. But I, I've tried, I've tried not to do that either. I'll just like distract them or I'll just be honest with them and just say, yeah, we do, but I'm sorry. We're just, we, you can't have any right now. Ah, that is amazing. Oh my gosh. Wow. That is Wow. I'm impressed. That's amazing. No, because <laughs> it you. is so true. It is so easy to just say, no, we don't have those cookies. It's a lot harder to deal with the, you know, your kid when you're saying, yes, we do, but sorry, you can't have it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that's just something that was really, that was really important to me. I just, cause I just feel like that whole uh, being able to communicate with your children is going to make the world of difference when, you know, they're teenagers and when they get older, like the fact that you've been talking to them. So here's another small thing of saying, like sometimes they say, you know, your kids talk and they talk and talk and talk, right? And sometimes maybe you like, you kind of just stop listening because they're just talking so much. But one thing that someone once said, or I read it somewhere and it really resonated with me was like, if you don't listen to the little things that they have to say right now, mm-hmm which to them, the little things are big, right? Whether it's like learning about tying their shoelace or something happened with their friend at school. If you don't listen to those little things right now, they're not going to talk to you about the big things when they're older because when they were young, those little things were the big things. Oh, wow. That's major. That's so true. Isn't that right? Yeah. So that makes me, yeah, sometimes my, like my daughter, she talks like a lot. And you know what? Sometimes I would like, um, I would like all of a sudden I wouldn't hear what she was saying anymore, but that really brought me back to it. And I'm like, no, I'm like, this is important to her and I want to be present and I want to listen to what she has to say because I want this, this is the relationship I want when she's 13 and when she's 16 and when she's like, I want that. And that's, that's what it's going to take. I love that. I really love that. That's awesome. Um, okay. So any last minute tips that you want to share with people listening about, um, just balance, just balance with career and with them, with kids. Yes. Um, I would say, um, some days you're going to have a, people have probably heard this, but some days you're going to have like an awesome mom day. You know, you're going to like the kids will be at school on time. They have like a healthy, well-balanced lunch. You have like a craft ready for them to do when they come home. And then you know what? Like, your work is going to suffer and that's okay. And some days you'll have a really good work day. Your emails will be on answered. You wrote like three blog posts. You like sent emails out. Um, and maybe motherhood will suffer a little bit and that's okay. Balance is just about, um, making sure you spend time with the people who are important to you doing the things that are important and it's never going to be perfect, but, as long as you do your best, I think that's all that matters. I love that. Thank you so much, Selma, for being on the podcast and for sharing all of your wisdom with everybody. And for those of you that want to, if you are a South Asian blogger, check out South Asian bloggers on Facebook. Um, you can join the community. I'm a member in there as well. And everybody's super supportive of each other. Check out Selma's um, blog. It's therightbalance.ca. Um, and then she also has SouthAsianBloggersNetwork.com and definitely check out South Asian Buzz magazine online. Yeah, thank you so, mu- so much for having me. It was a lot of fun chatting with you. Yeah, definitely.